girls who just outgrow niggas. One degree of separation these days. No hesitation. I just be a bit more patient these days. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans. Simply being humans, and today is yet again a special one. Um, I have here, I have here with me uh, a guest that I'm so glad that I was able to collaborate with with her. You know what I'm saying? Earlier this year, uh, I think it was a great, great episode, and um, I think something that you know definitely sticks to your ribs. You feel me? So make sure you go check that out too. But today I have here with me documentarian, director, filmmaker, photographer, multi hyphenate, super multi hyphenate. You know what I'm saying? I have here with me, and I might say your last name wrong, but correct me if I'm wrong. And it's I have here with me, Chicago, born and raised, Chelsea since was Cincerae. Cincerae. Hold on, you was there though. I was I was close. Like immediately, I felt that confidence. Okay, I did. Literally, <laughs> think of sincere and Ray. Literally, so if you had a little dictionary, you know how they do the little phonics of words. Yeah. Literally. Put a dot in between sincere and Ray. Sincere Ray. Come on. Come on. I like that too. That's a name. Ooh, that's a mean name. That is like that is cologne. That is parfum. That is a lot. That is a close lot. That's a good name. That's a good name. I'm telling you. Um, but no, Chels. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, in addition to all those multi hyphenates, another hyphenate, which is how we were able to collaborate, is also the Invisible Radio podcast. Make sure you check that out, streaming everywhere. Check out our episode uh, where we was talking about the throat chakra and a number of other things. I think y'all will really, really, truly enjoy that. And uh, we both, have, I think, have probably been continuously, you know, utilizing <laughs> our throat chakras, probably just in terms of creativity since the last time we spoke. And so I really want to get into get into you. Um, like I said, born and raised in Chicago. Uh, what side of Chicago did you grow up on? Yeah, yeah. So we talking the southeast end. Um, so we got, you know, politics of the south side, and then we got the southeast side. And then we got people that just say east side. I'm literally southeast. So um, the hundreds, more so like Pullman, Roseland area, that's where I grew up. So, um, you know, I would say the world is knowing the national, uh, what is it, the National Railroad over there by Pullman area. That's what it's really known for. But to be very honest, I think just growing up in that area, I don't even really take shit like that serious, which was bad growing up until now realizing, damn, people are actually touring the Pullman neighborhood yes. in 2023. Yes. <laughs> um, like, I'm on my way to Potbelly and I see a whole, like, little, you know, crew of, like, you know, I only want to say the race, but you know, we got our little crew. Yeah. And Pullman, and we got different crew and cliques in Roseland, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that's interesting because I think so much of America is that way. Like we, there are like these attractions, um, natural, like formations, so many things that like black people have a different context for than yeah. they do. You know what I'm saying? Like the, I like yeah. growing up, growing up in the South and not too far away from the Delta. Um, th- there was always a, a, a certain idea about the Delta while white people in most cases will literally see that as like, oh my God, it's near the it's yeah. near the Mississippi well, okay. and it's you know? something to do and da da da. It's like, no, I'll just work. Yeah. There's a bunch of people who might work over there. It's just a landmark. Like, yeah, you got to go down there by the Delta and then you yeah, turn around and then you get, yeah, yeah, you get where you need to go. In the same way yeah. in so many other black neighborhoods, you could literally be living in the probably like especially where like train tracks are and this is not to get into too deep of a tangent but like where train tracks are and a lot of black neighborhoods nine times out of ten especially if there's a train station nearby when those train where those trains are you talking about there is like a plethora a plethora of dollars of commerce of money all in your neighborhood at this time when those things be there but like Look at look at how everything else is around it. You know what I'm saying? But that's why that's why they take use train transportation to transport things because it's a lot safer managed um, than than just putting it on the road. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, yeah. I had an account for Swisher Sweets at my old job, and they literally they literally <laughs> they literally do it. When? They use tra- <laughs> they use trains because niggas was robbing the Swisher Sweet yeah, trucks. Of <laughs> I don't know the truck. You know the truck on the road pass. 
was like, let's go ahead and run, let's go ahead and run it up. <laughs> My family ain't gonna need ain't gonna need no blunts. My family ain't gonna need no blunts for the rest of our life. Because <laughs> if you still a forty thousand pounds, ain't no way you can you are you are you are you more than a store. <laughs> you a superstore. You Sam Club, bro. For real, and you'll never run out. You'll never run out. Forty thousand pounds. That means one pallet be like <laughs> a few thousand on its own. So it's like, and that's just one, one, one swisher. You know what I'm saying? I feel like maybe just one car too, if that. And that's it. That's it's it. But it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But no. Yeah. I feel like um, the reason why I like to, you know, especially when I interview people from Chicago, is because I know how. Um, I think I, I lived there for so long, and it's had such an impact on me that I think I know kind of what the people from Chicago care to care. Like, what they, if they listening, what they care about. No, that us. They, they, they care about what, 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 what neighborhood you're from. That part. We don't give a fuck what trying What high school, right? What high school you went to. And, and you know what I'm saying? And who got better chicken, Remus or goddamn Sharks or Harold's? Which one is it? You said the main three. You know? Like my, I feel like my best answer to all of that, as a person that don't even eat chicken no more, swear to God, Mm. my best answer is literally your neighborhood, right? Where you live is where you're going to root for that one. The most, like if you got more Uncle Remus locations about around your house. Of course, you are gonna like Uncle. Of Remus. course, more perils around your spot. Of course, you are gonna throw shade if you see an Uncle Remus if you go on the west side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you got a shark literally next door to your gas station or your corner store. Of course, you are gonna say sharks is your favorite. Facts. It's just like you know what I'm saying. If you like lemon pepper or mild sauce, your taste gonna automatically be different. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. peculiar and i think it's like uh such a microcosm of i think chicago is the best microcosm of uh black america in a lot of ways because of the diversity Indeed. of thought and um the diversity of how people show up like you got so many different types of people in chicago like from not only i think a lot of people assume you know watch shows and movies re- that have came out recently in a and like draw this real general idea of what Chicago is, but it ain't just gangsters. You got some artsy ass niggas in Chicago. You got some real like alt type niggas who only who who <laughs> the emphasis but seriously though. Alt. Like, they these are alt blacks. You know what I'm saying? They going they going to Reggie's they going to Reggie's to listen to niggas that you never thought <laughs> that you never would go to pull up for. <laughs> you feel me? They they going to, they going over there to listen to somebody you would never pull give, give put the ox to. You feel me? Never. But like that. But but they also are your cousin. Like they also are your yeah. They might be all or whatever. But they probably going at some point y'all gonna cross. Y'all gonna go both get y'all both gonna go to the same chicken spot or y'all got the same grandma or auntie that y'all go see. Either way, and I think that that represents so much of what you know Chicago, what what, what America is and what Black America is. You know, you got grandparents who you know who maybe not from or got a different type of story and generation than you. Um, so many different things. So it's interesting to me. What what would you say? How has like having an upbringing of Chicago kind of affected your overall kind of your identity. Um, let's start there in terms of like how your own identity is impacted by being from Chicago. Absolutely. Um, I feel like it's layers to that because when you think about first and foremost class, when you think about uh, socioeconomic shit that you are born into, right? When you think about even just the history of where you grew up, shit. Um, that can break down even more. Like, I feel like even everything, what I'm saying is so broad, but just to get even more deeper um, in that question, I feel like it really just hit me on the mental level. As I got older, I started to realize one, what my identity is just through me loving myself around all of the shit that I did not have any control over. So to just be able to tap into myself and love myself more in the midst of so much shit that was trying to control me, that was trying to shape me, that was trying to damn near plot my life. Like it was Mm. sometimes where I'm like, yo, hold on, wait a minute. I'm doing the math and I'm like, these niggas just tried it. (laughs) Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? I had to take in and understand the amount of control that I have over myself and my life to understand my identity, if that makes sense. Because Once I have the narrative, once I have the pen and the paper, big dog, can't nobody stop me. 
I agree. So, I agree. Um, you know, even just my identity as a queer, trans, non-binary person, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding the sensitivity of pronouns in Chicago. Like, what I'm not going to do is fight over letting you know what my pronouns are, right? I'm going to let the knowledge and I'm going to let the love, like, exist just by how you are as a person and just understand that boundary immediately. Mm. Whether it be in a personal setting, whether that be in a professional setting, whether that be in just public setting, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, to know that that was all three Ps, that's crazy. But, like, public, professional, and private, and uh, what is it? Like, um, you smoking this. Like, public you setting. You smoking You know what I'm saying? You right. No, I ain't even smoking it the whole time. <laughs> no, that's no, I'm saying. You, you, that was it. That was good. That was good. <laughs> so, you, you know, playing that shit um, down. Real, real quick. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's real. I feel like just overall my identity in Chicago was at first controlled yeah. in so many layers yeah. um, until I got older and I realized what the fuck I got control over and that's yeah. me and my life. So yeah. yeah. Um, look at me now. The fact that you was just saying all that shit, bro, that I do, I'm over here. Like it's still so much more that I haven't tapped into. I feel like I'm just honing in those titles because yeah. I've carried that with me for so long. Yeah. That's the, like, it's that was your so intro. much shit ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't even knocked on that door yet. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really, uh, I think I definitely am drawn to people who are, you know, polymaths in their own making, you know what I'm saying? Have these multi things, because I think when you look at the people who are some of the greatest at whatever it is that they became great at, but by the time their story is said and done, there's like a bunch of things they also are known for. You know what I'm saying? If they, if they are fortunate right. to live a long life and reach that highest, you know, sense of what their potential is, Oh yeah, you might have known them for music, but like they also are like ten other things that Effort. people forget about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people forget yeah. that they did music but, because know, of how grand everything else exactly. is. Exactly the grandness of it, but then too, it's also about I've learned just like how you live, how you live and leave relationships with people. Like how you live through relationships with people and leave. And when I say relationships, I'm not even just talking about on a personal level of like intimate shit, but like yeah. even just how we started, right? Yeah. Right. Or just for example, if somebody that I met through, say, doing my podcast, nine times out of 10, they're going to be like, hold on, you do what else? <laughs> like when you understand that the relationships can build and continue compared mm-hmm. to just only being transactional or only being for the sake of what you want it to be, Facts. you have endless opportunities of anybody that you come across with. So understanding that multifaceted really just deals with your people and you know what I'm saying? Your skills at the same time, you got to just know how to move with it. I agree. And be smart with it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think that, you know, that that's was real poignant to say, and I definitely want to point out, you know, I do believe that it's a growing, a growing uh, knowledge of, you know, understanding and making space for people's identity, no matter how complex it may seem to you as the person who may be receiving someone. I think that for me, uh, especially like just for me as a like cis hetero man and all these various things that a lot of these things don't really activate me like I think a lot of other men. You know, I think a lot of other men yeah. are immediately activated because they feel like there's this grouping or they feel like there's this 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 weird force of things that's happening. They feel like. And and I think yeah. that I think that uh what I always try to say to people when I speak to those things is like understand something. Somebody made up what what it is that you do follow and that you didn't have a choice in that. <laughs> like you that's somebody true. told you that this is what this is and this is what this ain't and so on and so on and so forth. And you went with that and you never questioned that and that's not that's not something that you're bothered with. And you're now yeah. wanting and desiring other people to fit in the boxes that you feel like you've already opted into. And the fact of the matter is, life, life can't be this narrow. Life can't be this, you know, streamlined because we've, if that was the case, all of us all had to do was chew, was go with whatever that said, they said we should go with on that punk ass test when we was young, saying you'll be good at whatever random thing that might not have been anything that nobody wanted to do, but it was hella practical. You know what I'm saying? Literally. If we just would have <laughs> went with that, just because we showed some promise in it at nine. Like, oh yeah, you would be a good uh politician. You would be a good uh, you know, some some, you know, a craftsman, if you will, and yeah. da 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 da. And we just chose practicality and we all out here doing all this other bullshit and we can have all the money we need and do all the things we want and show up in a happy yeah. way. If that was if it was just that simple, trust me, the world would be a whole different place. 
But that's not that would, the case. It would be on some like full prices, right? Choose your door because behind every door is going to be Everything. the most glorious. Thing. Like, come on, G. At you this know? point, I'm laughing and I'm leaving the studio because ain't none of this shit real. Come like, on not, now, like we, this. This is it's it's <laughs> it's layers of like oppression and, and bigotry are are things that exist by way of people not understanding. Um, the boxes that they've opted themselves to be in. And I think that that's really what it is. Like the, the energy is, and I always say this anytime there's some like, you know, massive phobias that, that kind of go viral moments online is I always say that like, y'all niggas are really afraid of freedom. Like y'all, y'all, no, y'all, and y'all don't really realize that that is what you are hating right now. You're not hating not real. this trans person. You're not hating this gay man. You're not hating this lesbian. You're not hating hating the, the, the idea of what you believe a particular lifestyle or choices are, um, you are hating freedom. Like, you don't like yeah. the idea that somebody's choosing to do something that you don't really feel like either relates it's to true. you or connects with you. But to me, it's like, oh, if there's a way that a person can show up that is out of the norm, then maybe I can look at my life and see where what type of things can I actually do differently and not be a, a part of this kind of status quo situation. I think it's, it, it releases you. It makes you feel a lot happier about your day to day. If you don't Say. know that you are like following this quote unquote script to the T, you know what I'm saying? Not, I don't know. I think a lot of people just don't Listen, know how to, how to be, how to be in that and how to live in that and, and like feel comforted in the idea that like you are able and capable of living a life and creating the world that you want Absolutely. to create. I mean, to hit you, yeah, and to hit that real quick on, on freedom, right? Like, I saw this quote on um, social media. You know, Instagram be hilarious, but it, it really just feeds off of what you give attention to. Like, your Instagram actually can be lit. I'm going to say that again. But Instagram can actually be lit. Um, depending on your content, depending on your followers, depending on what you look at on the regular. Um, and I, I am blessed to say that every time I refresh my page, I'm coming across something that's either on some dog shit that's therapeutic as hell, yeah. or some real motivational as like coaching. I'm gonna shout out Myron. Uh, I'm gonna shout out. Um, I'm looking right at her, the pastor. Um, I'm looking right at her face. I cannot get her get her name out. But I shout out even just like life coach, spiritual life people that I've came across on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just one quote. In other words. When you are visibly clear, you are choosing your freedom and your peace, right? Mm. Before your safety. Mm. And that's deep as fuck. That's deep as fuck. When you think about the intensity, you feel me? When you think about your freedom, to be very honest, that's already going to protect you way more than what you think is quote unquote safe. Facts. That's so facts. That's so facts. I think that, I don't know, to me, I think that that was another interesting thing that I noticed. Um, to speak to the diversity of, you know, Chicago being a microcosm of uh, African-American just culture in general is that uh, the amount like the the large, large amount of like in levels that there are to kind of, you know, the queer communities within um, Chicago. You know, I think any any place yeah. or any any place that is kind of, the, you know, recognized as a safe haven of some sort. Uh, who has like some type of district or whatever, whatever. I've always thought it was really interesting, but more than anything, yeah. the fact that people have had either experience or stories um, or something to say and, um, and, and, and have been around it in some way, shape or form from the context of like how, you know, how house music, how, you know, what house music means to everybody in a universal context and how like those, that is an intersection of so many things. And like you really can't get away from that. I literally, literally just mm-hmm. commented on my boy. Uh, shout out to Marquise uh, um, from um, from Philly. He uh, he has a podcast, and he like had a clip on TikTok where he was him and his guest was talking about like uh, he was like like a bunch of he was like look at Prince. He was like look how Prince showed up, and like nobody nobody was ever you know yeah. about to just you know keep staying on this. Like nobody really ever stayed on the train of questioning sexuality because you were impressed by who he was. You were impressed by something about him. And I think that for a lot of people, it's hard for them to understand like, oh, you are showing up exactly how you are. And I think that is, he's like one of the biggest exceptions to the rule. He's one of the biggest exceptions to it all because he very much does exactly what he wants to do. 
showed up exactly how he wanted to. And some of his fans are the most misogynistic and homophobic people ever. You know what I'm saying? Like they always are very much into the idea of like, you know, a man shows up like this and a man does this, that pause generation of people. I really believe that they are just unknowingly, they are unknowingly misunderstanding the new, the selective nuance that they're using to understand and accept somebody as Prince as somebody that they can emulate or look up to in some way, shape or form, but also disregarding so many people who show up in a, def- in a different type of way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's intriguing to me. Now, to me, to me, I think that, you know, the selective nuance that happens because of people like, I, I like I said, Prince has these very misogynistic, like super fans, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the pause generation of men who are like 45 and up right now, love Prince, swear by Prince. That is they guy, that is they mans. They got all the albums, they got all the records, they be, <laughs> when they come on. All of it. But yeah. they also are the generation who cannot understand so much of the all these other things when it's just like you were basically you if you would have just opened your eyes up and looked past the idea of this be, this man being like heavily wanted by women and like you could have been like exposed to the, the 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 intro to just sexuality and and gender studies if you will. you could have got a quick class could have got a quick course, course in the way yeah. you know what I'm saying and I think it is I like and I, and I know yeah. I know because I've you know been in conversations where I think I've, you know, challenged people to think about something in certain ways. And it's always interesting because they don't want to go down certain paths. And I'm like, no, we could do that. No, we could do that. I was right, like, but no, what if, I was fear, like, so how would that, how would you how would you be impacted if you learn like it's some evidence yeah, or whatever no, came out if, if Prince was yeah. actually bisexual or pansexual even. And they'd be like, yeah. I don't I'm like, nah, I can't see it. I'm like, you can't see it? Look, I'm like, I ain't I telling was, you to judge a man by the nobody. book. But I'm just saying, no, like, right. if if that comes out, that'll be the least, like, that'll be the most water is wet situation ever. Like, Absolutely. oh, okay. The man who who moans and has written a lot of sexual things and has his ass out and wears blouses. Yeah, it makes sense how his sexuality might be fluid, too. That, 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 that kind of makes sense. Listen, <laughs> it's to the point where I tell people, Prince, damn near... You know the conductor right before you get on the train? Yes. Prince is one of them conductors, bro, on the metro doing one of these. Like, like come on. Just come on. It's, it's your move. It's your choice of like which letter. But Yeah. Everybody don't, everybody don't, everybody don't got to have no coming out party and nothing like that for them to, you know, confirm or deny anything. That's their business. Yeah. That's their business. But, I, but to add to that, and then, uh, and then we can pivot the point, like I literally was in a conversation like this in real life where I was saying like, do you genuinely believe in the 75 years of the NBA that I'm nobody's screaming. gay? Like truly. I'm screaming. Like <laughs> Like we all got we all got oh at least we all got at least two gay aunties and some cousins. What do you like how can you like how do you like, how can you say for sure? Like how does you how do you do that then? You think they, you think they, that's on a you think that's on a mailer on a test on a survey like hey no, are you are you gay in the NBA we we they know in practice that's they know what they say they, they, they don't it, know in practice and it's, and that's another thing like come on now come on now let's keep it a bean about what it is I think <laughs> it's a about how it shows up and that's what would mess people up but it's like yeah. it would affect so much but that's it's like crazy. also too it don't gotta affect a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? It don't got to affect it's the nothing. Politics. It it's the got... politics, Rodney. I think that the politics of music, I think that the politics of sports, when you think about all the damn this and interconnected with the money anyway. So it's like, who yes. going to mess up my image? Who going to mess and it up? It, let's, let's, let's not mess that up. Somebody going to mess somebody's image up. So we got to try to figure out how to cover it up, literally. Facts, facts. Um, um, as I as I said in the intro of you know speaking to who you are, you yeah. know, how long have you kind of you know been utilizing the medium of like you know visual, just the visual in terms of not only just with motion but also with still art, you know, for, with photography. How long has that like what made that be your medium of choice in terms of growing your brand and to do business and to all those various things? What made that be the one that you wanted to really? pour into and present as a whole business 
Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that question, honestly. Um, when I think about the visual entrepreneur side of me, mm-hmm. um, that damn near kicked off, you know what I'm saying? It really wasn't even a, a business mindset, but just the creative part of me was just since I was a kid. Gotcha. Like, I literally, you know, I learned how to play instruments just by watching somebody. I already had that ear and that eye, you know what I mean, growing up. So I'm over here like, when I get older, what I'm going to do with it? Mm. And so I just gave myself, you know, an open palette, open table, open canvas to create what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then honestly, you'd be surprised how like comments or just thoughts of like other people in your family can damn near motivate you in so many ways where they don't even think that can motivate you. Like I literally had my mom ask me this. I think I was, yeah, I was either a senior in high school, getting ready to go into college. She hit me with the, yo, Chelsea, what is something that you can do every single day and get paid for it, but does not feel like it's a job? And when she said that shit, I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I like to do photos. I like to play music. I like to play sports. You know what I'm saying? But to actually think about the monetary value of my skill, I had to put my foot in the water and just dive yeah. into it and take yeah. that risk. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it took a lot of, what is it? I hate the word resilience because it's just kind of like, in the midst of like hail, rain, and snow, I'm still gonna keep going. Yes, but who needs to go through like continued struggle to really know who you are? Like once you mm. have planted your feet, you know what I'm saying. Once you planted your feet, really struggle is just a mindset. I, I'm there's no such thing as uh, you know how they say the struggling artists and all that shit. Like yeah. people really used to like coin that and make money on some like. Look, I need this. Like, no, nah, I don't need to thirst for it because it's already going to come, right? You know, the, the more I keep working, it's just referrals. The more I keep working, it's just going to be advertising through, you know, people's experience. That yeah. shit. Like, people are just be like, yo, Chelsea know how to do this, that, and the third. And I'm over here like, yeah, like, come right. on, shit. You want to do it? Let's do it. Like, right. I, I can make those visions come to life. And yeah. I, I'm blessed to say that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I feel like it, it kicked off so young. But, like, I would say since 16, I really started to pick up my camera and mm. uh, just start roaming, really, literally roaming wherever my feet was in as it started shooting. And then from there... Yeah, just went from photography and literally say, well, this was like 2014. I decided to actually start my brand. And then two years later of that. So in 2016, I was like, you know what? It's too many niggas that I see online. It's too many people that I know personally that are dope as hell and does not have a platform to tell their story, let alone showcase who they are and their Mm. talent. Why not create that space? And so Mm. that's where IPR, right? Invisible Podcast Radio came about. So Honestly, Rodney, when I think about it, it's really been since like damn near half my life, if not more. And then on a professional level, right, um, eight years will be uh, next year in my photography. I'm Shout sorry, out. rewind. My bad. Eight years in my podcast. Ten years will be uh, for my photography next year. So, Thanks. That's yeah, what's man. up. That's what's up. Out here. Still going. Still grinding. And, and, and kudos, kudos, to, kudos to you for, you know, Staying at your um, staying at the discipline of you know, and, and also that that's so deep to point out like how you are opting into a mindset, you are opting into a particular lifestyle. If you say, well, you know, I'm gonna have to, it's gonna probably be hard, and I'm gonna have to grind it out, and I'm gonna have to probably take some you know take bullshit for a while before yeah. I'm finally. And I think that that says so much about, especially now, how I feel, and I and I always wonder why uh, people like you know like John Michelle Basquiat was such a, a influence to me. But to know Absolutely. his story is to know that even when he was like, you know, quote unquote, like at the struggling artist, you know, intro phase, he really didn't he really didn't give that. You know what I'm saying? He really yeah. didn't give that. He was like disappointed no, by it or it was ever something wrong. Was homeless, bro, right. At like, one point. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, he didn't make it seem like it was something wrong. And as soon yeah. as opportunity came his way, he was about his sh- his cheeks. He was about them birds. Absolutely. And he was not he was not mixing his words about what he knew his shit was valued at. You know what I'm That's saying? Real. And when yeah. it came down the time to for him to finally get those, you know, get that value back and do certain things, he he showed up in a different way. He glow he glowed up out here painting painting barefoot in Versace soups. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like showing you how like a lot of this shit don't mean anything. <laughs> like you would say, like, how could how could I? Well, I'm I'm just getting my shit off. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 really in my own world. That's the only way I can create like this. That's real. Maybe it's the Aquarius in me. I don't know. But look, when I tell you my Saturn, Sun, and Moon, I'm sorry, and rising before somebody come at me. My rising sun and my Uranus is in Aquarius. So I ain't playing. I'm dead ass. Uh, Uh, And then two, you know what I'm saying? Just to also know that like the luxury of uh, you know, some people how can I say this, right? Some people go into industries already having shit set out, laid out, made out, <laughs> cut out. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. So all you really got to do is just sit down. Yep. Whereas I'm over here like, look, let me get my recipe. Let me get my materials. Let me get my people. Better yet, not all of my people, but just the ones that are driven and like-minded with me type shit. Like it's just going to create a cycle of growth compared to just stagnancy and complacency. Like yeah. I don't want to just be good with just Full people, right? Nice. Like I literally know that I can expand my mind outside of just what I was around and what I was comfortable with to even get to a space where honestly they probably wouldn't have even brought me to, right? Because nice. I was already driven to go and I'm not even say beyond, but just to go higher than where I was before. Like I wouldn't even be able to hit eight years or ten years. Really anything shit. If I would have just relied on the people that I met, if I just would have relied on them, ain't no telling what that would have took me compared to me relying on myself. Yeah. And that's and that's a that's a I think that's a part of the growing pains of everything. Like people yeah. don't know what they what they are truly allowing themselves to do and how they are picketing choosing based off of where they are in that moment. Um, like I, I, I think about it all the time now, and it's something that I've had to talk to my therapist about, like the deep feeling of remorse for your, your past choices, because you you know they, they it might take a minute for yeah. you to to really get the results, the full results of this choice that you made. You know what I'm saying? Way yeah, back yeah. when, in your in the in the deep and long term friendships and relationships that you've had with yeah. people on a in like a deep intimate level from a context of like certain business moves that you made or opted in or opted out of, like sometimes you get the, you know, the reassurance and the vindic- and feel vindicated even to know that you did make the right decision because you see that this is, this you, you felt some type of way and it was some bullshit over there. You didn't know, you couldn't know what it was, but you just like, you know, I'm gonna pass on this opportunity. True. And then it comes out in the wash like, oh, no, if you was associated with this nigga, everybody around this motherfucker is going down. So it's good that you because you was about to do a real major part in this in this thing. I'm going to add seasoning to that. Damn near. Check it out. Shout out to the people that realize once they feet is already in uncomfortable spaces to understand when to tap the fuck out and leave. Go. If that means you have to disconnect, please do. Um, because over time, like you say, sometimes you might not really see the result right now in front of you, but it's kind of like patching up a leak with like band-aids, my dog. It's only so far a patch can do before you have to literally tear the whole thing down and build it all over again. It don't even go that deep. It don't. It's just not when to get out. It don't. And I think that, you you know, uh, I would love to know, like, in terms of like, when you are actively, you know, continuously to be a creative professional is such a nuanced thing to be because you have to manage. It's a part of your job to manage who you are. I think oh, that yes. a lot of, I think a lot of people do not understand that part about being a creative professional. It's like, you can be this janitor, have a badass day, Spring. but still clean everything. Oh, <laughs> it, don't, it, don't, it ain't no <laughs> drop off. You can be, you can even be something a little, even more technical. You could be a, a no, dental hygienist. And you got yes. 15 miles to clean all, all damn day. And you clean all 15 of your appointments damn near early. You can get off early. That's how, that's how efficient you was with your time. What a guy. You going through it in your head, though. <laughs> you going through, you going through the, the most emotional thing in your mind, in your head, because you, you started yep. your day off really on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, your partner started on the other side of the bed. You all over the place. Socks on, they off now. Shit. You bad. While when you're a professional, when you're a creative professional, right? You can't be like, you can't like not bring shit home. Like you, because you, because because you always are on. You always have to like use who you are and use parts of you, and that's gonna come out in the work. Like if you are public speaking and you kind of are out of it, you got to really learn how to like. Detach yourself from the moment, what but the fact of the matter you is, you lock your phone. But think about how much Everybody creative knows. shit, how much creative shit you do that is an emotional act. 
You know what I'm saying? Getting in yeah, a zone to, to, to speak out a certain poem or sing a certain song or That's play cool. a certain instrument. Like you have to like feel the vibe and feel the thing. And it's it has so much to do with where you at. Like you got to be in a good place to even. So, so it's like it's a part of people's jobs yes. to do their own kind of emotional and spiritual and mental and bodily, you know what I'm saying, management. Like we got to stay at a high level because if we don't, yeah. We not producing, we not communicating, we're not able to do so many of the other things. You know what I'm saying? Because Literally. it's a part of us. We gotta stay on ten to really get to a whole new level, you know? And it's that it's part. it's something about that. I think that it's something about that. How do you manage all these, you know, particular hyphens that you, you know, that yeah. are a part of you? How do you manage all of that and like stay sane? Yeah, I mean health as well. And yeah. when I say that I, I tap into Mental health, I tap into spiritual health, I tap into physical health, and just hearing you say this, like yeah. it just hits home for me to understand that what I'm doing right now is so critical. Yeah. Like saying no to shit that is not worth it, literally. Mm. And when I say that, I, I'm talking about people, I'm talking about energies, I'm talking about relationships, I'm talking about shit. Uh, anything that involves, I would say, an exchange of me. I'm going to be mindful of where I'm exchanging myself and who, because at the end, that product is going to reflect through my art. It's going to reflect through my career. It's going to reflect through even just how I move day to day. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I got a little side bag right now at another company, but to know that they are investing in me and I'm investing in them to where it's mutual and I can even see my own growth through my own art. You feel me? So what do I look like? Big day. Putting myself, you know what I'm saying? What do I look like putting myself in a situation or an environment that can alter my mental to where mm. I can't even speak or think in the way that I know I can, right? If I see and know things that are not healthy, I'm speaking up, right? And that's a blessing to say because you got a lot of people to where they are just complacent and content with everything. Some people don't even really know how to articulate their emotions, right? Some people don't even have that ability to even tap into their emotions. Facts. So understanding the layer of how, you know, I would say contentment of the grace that you have with yourself, understanding that it is important to give yourself grace and mm-hmm. to be understanding of that, but then to also be a little bit aggressive of your boundaries, right? And to be more standing on what you know is right for yourself. Facts. You know, you know, I ain't even trying to go on the humanitarian side because I—that's an Aquarius part of me. Right? I'm always thinking about—I'm always thinking about the people when, yeah. I'm moving, when I think. Yeah. And like life had to like hit you like, huh, bro? Boy, bro, you got to about you. And when you do that, you don't have to be selfish about it. Like people can take that mindset and be like, it's about me, 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 me. And it's like, fam, <laughs> I actually know because without without everybody else, you really can't even look into yourself. So mm-hmm. let me understand, right, myself more by tapping into what I know I need to feed myself. That's key. And what I need to say yes to, what I, what I need to say no to. That's like, key. literally. That's key. That's key. Literally. I, so, I, 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 I love, you know, that it took me to the, you know, the middle, like the my mid-early 20s or my mid-20s to really start to, like, lean into the idea of what my own kind of creative awakening was because I think prior to, I was just existing and creating and not knowing that I was really a, a, um, a just a genuine creative person because it didn't look like something mm. that I um, was used to. I felt like creative people seemed mm. like they lived that shit on a day-to-day basis. Like they damn near was mm. sad when they didn't, when they able to pick up a camera or paint something or draw something mm. or sing something. And for me, I feel like I always kind of played this weird, like complimentary ass role. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't got none of these clear, creative talents quote unquote that's what I thought until (laughs) until until like I had came out and said that I was like to my friends I was like I like found all these damn old journals and shit that I had and wrote a bunch of random shit in them and I'm just like damn am I am I am I am I kind of like one of them (laughs) I got all I got all these words that I don't put together things I maybe put out things that maybe I didn't either way I've like done a lot of things and I just yeah. brought it to my friends. It was like, nigga, I ain't never thought you wasn't 
a creative person. <laughs> like, yeah. why do you think you my nigga? Like, why do you think I come to you? Your homies know. For the you thing, I didn't think that this was something that you was thinking that you wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. you are definitely one of the most creative people. I know you always have an idea. Like, you always have something to figure out. Like, you're not just... That's real. And, and like, the, the way that you speak is a talent. Like, that is some shit that everybody cannot get up and do. So that is very much Listen, a thing. your homies know you. You know? They know you. And, and, I, and I think for yeah. me, I had to, to understand that. And I think that it made me so empathetic to creative journey as a whole. Um, and so, and I think that I was able to really be able to attune my, my, my mind and, and how I observe certain things and how people show up, um, mm-hmm. in their own processes in a different way. Um, and it's helped me so much to be able to relate to people, to be able to consult people, um, because they, they're, they're detached from maybe having to do certain things on social media that they got to do to promote their business or promote whatever it is that they, you know, create and just getting them in the mindset because I'm a real good equal parts of both. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I can speak the language and talk to you about like, hey, this is how you can get this done. This is what the feeling can be, you know, but then also yeah. turn around and talk to somebody who only knows business and the creative is something they just know they got to have, but they don't really get it. Yeah. I can talk to them and break it down like this is. This is what it is. And I think from a, a particular comparison analysis, this is already showing to work in the <laughs> in the yeah. industry right now. Just give just give that you the true. give you the tangible. Like doing something like this already happens. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Bless it, yeah. Versus somebody yeah. else is like, all right, I need you to create this like abstract ass thing, and then we're gonna just slap a voiceover <laughs> over it, and there it is. We got yeah, it. You feel me? <laughs> you just gotta it's know how to talk layers. to the people. It's layers, yeah. you know, it's layers. It's layers to the suit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Iron Man don't fly off with just one love. me like literally the time of suit for it to like fully get on. Like my man's literally do one of these for like five seconds because he know that it don't make sense for me to take off if like half my suit is like charged and the other half is just still trying to load, but I'm ready to go. Like no G. Yeah. It's layers. It's layers yeah. and levels. Yeah. I see I see being creative. Yeah. I see being creative as a calling for sure. Um and I, I think that, you know, you definitely obviously got the bug early, you know? Um how would you say is something that what would you say is the thing that you prioritize now you know after it's been so much time after you've you know have worked with so many different people um how would you say what would you say is the thing that you prioritize right now in terms of your creative process or your creative journey or whatever it is that you feel resonates with you with that question yeah um i think to just hit it like straight on the dome organization um, mm. I think is really important because you know somebody can literally delay you with whatever they might have and they going on in their life but that doesn't mean it's stopping your show right when you have things in line to already know what can be done even without what you thought you need yeah it's giving it's giving you set because nothing can break you or nothing can throw you off your game Facts. when you have things written down I will say that again. When you have things written down, yes, you could type it up. That's cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can have Google Docs. You can have all of it. But it hits different when on your piece of paper from the strokes of your own hand and your brain coming together for the ink to make sense when you read it later. You know what Facts. I'm saying? Facts. To know that you have yourself aligned in a, a timeline, but you are controlling that, right? Like the variables of, you know, other people, right? Understanding that collaborations and all of that can definitely happen as, as part of growth as a, you know, your career as an artist, as a creative entrepreneur, but then to also tap into what you have already like locked in in your notebooks. What do you mm. have already locked in in your Google Drive? Like Thanks. what's already set for you to know, even on a marketing level, right? I'm just not even trying to go that deep, but like understanding that if I wouldn't have kept my my thoughts organized, I feel like I would be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And if I wouldn't have built structure, right? If I wouldn't have built structure for myself, say even by season, shit, let alone by the year, right? Like I don't yeah. I don't move in a, a January to December calendar mindset. Like yeah. I don't live by a Sunday through Saturday week, right? You yeah. got some people that believe it's a Monday through Sunday. I'm like, teach his own. Look, it's seven days of the week regardless. But what I'm not going to do is train my brain in this robotic space that everybody in society is tapping into. So if I'm able to be organized outside of the norm, 
somebody stop me, bro? Because guess what? Some shit can definitely pop off, say, tomorrow with the weather, but that don't mean that I can still not do my shoot somewhere else. You know what I'm Thanks. saying? Or some somebody might have a whole interview scheduled with me, say, two weeks from now, that's so critical to where even if they cancel on me, do know, I still know how I can move around and make things happen for myself. So if you are able to make things happen for yourself, even in the midst of things that you can't control, it really taps into the organization that you have from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I think that that is so key. I think that that is so key because I think, um, yeah. shout out to Neo, who uh, who said this to me, um, music engineer, rapper, uh, uh, shaman, if you will, on, on the south side yeah. of Chicago. He uh, said to me one time, he was like, output is everything. He was like, if, if you feeling low, if you feeling... Um, like something's going on, you in a funk, a creative funk, a creative block, whatever, whatever. Like keep on outputting, because nine times out of ten, that's that 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 is the thing that you need to do. That is the thing that you need to progress yourself to get that next opportunity to keep just doing it, keep putting it out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Keep keep finding out those reasons and ways to like put out your work and put out what it is that you say that you want to keep doing. You if you are a writer, That's you real. keep showing people. If you are an illustrator, you keep showing people. It's the not doing it that's gonna like that you, you're gonna you're gonna come to you're gonna come to a point where this funk has you know the duration of this funk has been happening for let's say two three weeks, and you get to two three weeks and you sitting there like damn when the last time I Damn, when the last time I this is that and and it might bring you down even further now. You already was in yeah. the funk. You already was there was already something blocking you from being yeah. able to publish whatever it is that you do. Now you realize and now you like fuck. Like now you might scramble to yeah. put something together to put something out just so you can meet. And I I'm 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 very much guilty of of this. I think that's why it was something that never really left me. And it's something I always think about. When it comes to my productivity, it's like I gotta keep I gotta keep some business. You know what I'm saying? I gotta keep putting yeah. out some things. And the, the crazy part about it is when you are doing, you know, the types of things that we do um with our own businesses and individually, a lot of shit come to you and keep you busy too. So it's like yeah. <laughs> as I said in my, yeah, yeah. my my point before, you really ain't got no like if you if you good at it, you good at being a creative professional, you've put out that you can, you know. Be util- your service can be utilized in various different yeah. ways. Uh, motherfuckers want your attention. Motherfuckers gonna keep you in yeah. the loop. People gonna give you more and more things to do, and so Absolutely. you gotta kind of maintain so much. But I, 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 I love I love the answer to your I love the answer to that question because yeah. I think yeah. organization is something you know, that I'm we a- need. My bad, I got a little excited, bro. My bad, do your thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Because <laughs> it's just it's just um, it's, it's something. It's yeah. something. Yeah, no, it's just the the creative, like, for me, just the fireworks of this conversation to understand. I'm over here like that one person, like, oh, they shooting fireworks? I'm going to throw some up, too. So, like, now we both got, like, crazy, like, just popping up fireworks everywhere going. But anyway, um, output, like, just just hitting at that for yeah. the last piece on on that. Yeah. So, understanding the double-edged sword of that, right? Because yeah. hear me out. You can always be on some, look, I need to always create. I have to always put some stuff out. It's always, for me, I look at it. And I think that's, I don't know if that's another part of my chart and my signs and shit like that when it comes to, like, getting on, I beat up right? But, like, getting things on both sides, right? If I keep putting out content, if I keep putting it out, am I proud of everything that I put out? Or if I, do I, should I take my time and, like, be actually, how can I say this, like, thoughtful and intentional of what I put out, right? Like, mm-hmm. how... How is my intention with my output? Mm-hmm. And so when life gets real, when life gets in moments where like, even with your organized, like say on this week at this time, I'm gonna drop something, life where some shit can pop off to where that might alter it. But how are you still being creative in those moments? And that's, like and that's exactly, real, that's exactly that's what it. I mean. That's because I, I, because yeah. the, the timing and the frequency is on you. That part. But the fact that you that are part. still in process and progressing an idea out of your mind and that into the part. real world, that's what I mean by the output of it all. Like if you're, cause that's what you realize, like, damn, I haven't wrote an outline, sent an yeah. email, reached out, yeah. followed up with such and such What's that I was supposed to, trail? like if, if you haven't done none yeah. of those things to even prepare yourself to output a new thing or whatever it is you say you do. Yeah. Cause I get it if each person, you know, each, each form of, you know, 
creative, you know, product or deliverable might take different levels of time. Like, you know, somebody can do something in two days. Other people, it might take them two, three weeks, maybe even a month, you know? And that's cool because the fact of the matter is that you, all you really need to do is just know what your process, know what your thing is, and keep it going. Yeah. But um, slight pivot to some words that you wrote on your yeah. website that I think would be a good way to kind of like, you know, overall wrap this thing up. But like, you had wrote a self declaration on your website. I wanted to really read it out to people because I think it's it it, it, it says so much to me. It really like activated me in a real cool way. And um, it reads: I expose the beauty of reality by documenting the lives around me as the forerunners of the generations behind us. I believe that it is important for artists to preserve and document the lives of others. We are instruments of influence to our generation as we pursue our journey as creatives. That was cold. You know what I'm saying? You was on you was in you you was on your shit when you wrote that. And I think that what a what a way to kind of like put out to anyone who's coming to work with you that this is the type of time you want. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you ain't you ain't you ain't you ain't bringing in somebody who about to just do you some light shit. You really about to get somebody who can't do nothing but give you some substantive product. That you know what hurt. I'm saying? Whatever it is. Yeah. Like you're gonna feel yeah. it. I'm gonna capture these moments. I'm gonna make sure everybody needs to be where they need to be. And it's gonna feel yeah. seamless. It's gonna feel good and purposeful. And I feel like yeah. that is that is what a lot of creative professionals want to get to. They're every every real good creative professional I feel like I've ever really met and connected with always have some underlying, like, definitely humanitarian thing going on in the back of their mind that they yeah. want to always make space for, create a life around. It's like, yeah, I, I do all this type of work and art, but I do also yeah. want to be able to give back. I do also want to be able to provide this thing. I, I make a lot of money, and I can't wait to be able to reinvest in this way. Like, I love that that's always a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I love that that's how you put out and set the tone of anybody who's who collaborates with you, too. I, I feel like that that's, Absolutely. that's cold as hell. Like, it really is. Um, Thank you. And I, I think we need people to, to let it be known that, that's, that we're important in that way and that you can see the exchange of what's about to happen to be just as important, too. Yeah. No, but... I, Damn. You know, you know how the nigga think like, bro, you, you out here, you out here doing the works. I think for other people to understand it and translate it and how it resonates with them. I think that's the main piece right there. So Rodney, do me a favor, fam. Um, can I please get this clip? I got um, you. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you got a nigga thinking like, wow, you out here really doing it. You are, me. you are, you are. And if um, nobody, if nobody has said it to you today, I definitely will. Like you, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Just by just by that being what you want to do to set the tone as to yeah. what it is, and because yeah. I think so many people can minimize uh, particular mediums and art forms and just approaches in capturing um, capturing so many things, you know. But it, there yeah. is there is a, a a way to do it where it's sterile, where it's no feeling, where you yeah, it's a cool shot or a cool clip, but like I don't really care, you know what I'm saying? Versus yeah. It, 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 you being like truly, truly brought into the world and brought into that moment and like feeling it. I just seen a goddamn Subaru commercial the other day, and I don't know who did it, but it, it was hey, so good. Subaru though, they creative as hell with they shit. They cre and they had a Subaru commercial where they pulled. It was a it was a it was a black dad and the son. The son was oh my god, and the son was deaf, and he was signing to his dad like, "Are we almost what? there?" And he was like, "Yeah, we are." And he hit him back in the, in the rear view as he was driving. Hit him back with the it. Sign like was back. Oh, with the, with the ASL, got out the car, oh, got out the car. He pulled up to a waterfall. His son tapped him and look at him. He was like, can you feel that? He was like, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it, too. It's, it's, bro, it's, it's like, nice, right? And it's like, this, he felt the, I'm like, not that I was like, this is the most layered commercial I've seen in a long time. Like, you got a black dad. You got you got a ASL, you got deaf, you got oh you got God. the fact that they having this like father the son moment. And son. Oh my god. That's just all about right. like, yeah, you just you just we just out here just taking in nature. And then just black people in nature, which is always a nice Literally. aesthetic. We just oh don't do god. it all. We just don't get in that bag as often. But we always look good. Listen, <laughs> we always look good. Like the Disney though. They like the Disney of like fucking marketing like it just hit you gonna have a tear somewhere you gonna have a tear 
you gonna have a tear. You feel me? Um, a tear. <laughs> a, a tear. You feel me? But no. Uh, let uh, let us get to my last segment yeah. of the uh, show. Uh, well, what I like to call my send it on. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear this uh, via Zoom, but when you hear it on the, the audio and the video, you're gonna hear the sweet sounds of "Send It On" by D'Angelo in the background. My voice right now. Um, but no, my send it on is what do you suggest? Now I'll give something to, I'll think about it. As to anyone who is in a transitional space creatively uh, and or personally, what do you suggest for them? One more time, one more time. What do you suggest to anyone who is in a transitional space creatively um, and or personally? Mm. Um, the first thing I think about is your why. why. Why are you feeling like you are shifting? Because that shift is probably challenging you from what you have already been doing for so long, right? Or if you are in a stuck, what is what is literally stopping you mentally? Again, right? I think it taps back into your mentality. Like, what is literally stopping you mentally from breaking through the freedom that you know you can tap into, right? It just reminds me of like that that one kid that's like so geek to like unloosen their seatbelt to get out the car, right? But to understand that that seatbelt is nine times out of 10 holding them back for either like, how can I say this? You got that one parent that's like, no, you're not taking your seatbelt off until the car is literally parked. You're not taking your seatbelt off until, you know what I mean? The car is literally all of this, like understanding, I'm not even gonna go too far on that tangent, but just understanding what your restrictions are that you place on yourself, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it's something mentally that's tapping into that. Because out of all of the shit that's around us physically, out of all the things that can be controlling us that we don't even have control over, right? Like I had to give myself this word of deciding to either exist in, around, or um Exist, yeah, existing and or around something, right? Like to just be complacent to understand that this is your environment and you are allowing other variables to give you and dictate what you got to do compared to an understanding that even with you existing around something, you have full control over your moves and your decisions, Thanks. right? So I'm thinking about, you know, when, for example, it was a time where I kid you not, mind you, I didn't have my first camera since 2014 when i tell you rodney my shit went out on me literally this year for the first time ever mm. but to understand that i could have took taken that as damn i don't know where my next camera is gonna come from or damn i don't have the money right now to just like you know up and hold just blow go to a camera store and drop it Thanks. right but then at the same time i'm like hold on what are my resources what am i my look at let me look at my people around me let me look at the support that's around me because I can decide to stop. But if I decide to move differently, nine times out of 10, it's because I know what my passion is. I know my why. I know my purpose. And I know what I'm going to do. Right? Like I'm standing that this be around me right now, but what's actually going to be created is what I'm going to have control over. So mm-hmm. if you feeling like you got, you got a little like stagnancy or something that's like keeping you stuck, it's time to remove some shit and it's time to control some shit. I fuck with that. And, and I, 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 would, I would say simply put, um, to add on to that, is that the liminal space, which is what you call when you're in that transitional space, yeah, um, is one that you should lean into. You're going to grow through it if you lean into it. Don't fight it. Understand that you're there because yeah. you, you need to either move away from what was and go to what is. Yeah. And Trust, so, you so, have, it's going so through, you're going through it for a reason. Yeah. You know? So don't don't create like, more resistance that already is packed, already baked into the literally. experience. You don't got to be like, well, I don't know, understand. I don't know why I'm, I'm so whatever, whatever. Um, that's yeah. what I say to add to that. And that's that. Send it on um, quickly. Let me get all of all of the all of the things so that people can keep following you. Um, tap in with you, get into you in whatever way possible. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, ironically, me and my colleague who's talking about Snapchat, I don't know, maybe it's an A at this point in life, but um, For sure. <laughs> y'all can literally follow me anywhere except Snapchat and Twitter, no shade. But um, <laughs> catch me on Instagram, honestly. Uh, Facebook is only because I know older people that's on there and that's their main way of communicating on social media. That's the only reason why I got my Facebook <laughs> open. But y'all can definitely connect with the kid. 
215-215-IMGS, Instagram. Um, I guarantee you by the time you type in that 5 that I, you're going to see my face cheesing hard. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Invisible Podcast Radio, my... And you... And that's the Invisible Podcast Radio. Make sure y'all definitely, definitely, definitely um, check it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, what... If you don't know, you should know. You can follow me everywhere that podcasts are available um, at Kings underscore memoirs. You can follow me. Um, make sure that you also tap in. Make sure that you also tap into all things. Make sure that you also tap in on all things. Um, Simply King at Simply King Pod on IG. Make sure that you, if you need digital marketing or creative production assistance that you go to my website www.lifeisking.com and make sure that you check me out check me out for all of your things um more and more coming this year more cool things more cool guests so keep tapping in what we're about to get into q4 in a second so glad to have y'all appreciate y'all support this has been the soulfully conscious podcast from humans simply being humans i've been rodney perry and this has been Simply King. Peace. Peace. Throwing tomatoes, can't catch up, nigga, I came from behind. 